just sinking to the bottom of the ocean. The only like note I have under the grand gesture is dying question mark. <laughs> Love it. I don't know. Thank God this one's on you. Is is it a question mark though? Is it um is it a little ambiguous for you? Yep, we're good. All right, get serious now. Everyone, we shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Siri, just turned on. (laughs) When I scream, will you shut up? (laughs) It said, "Greetings, Michael." (laughs) (laughs) I'll meet my mic. Uh, We'll leave this all in. That's the meet cute right there between Mike and Siri. There it is. Certainly not between me and Dave. This is the breakup. (laughs) This is the breakup moment. (laughs) First of many. Hi, welcome to The Grand Gesture, a podcast where I, your coastal elite Dave, and country bumpkin Mike try to apply everything we learn from movies to our love lives. And this week, we have a brand new guest. We have Peter from Podstalgic. Peter, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's quite the uh, grand gesture. Yes. Well done. I appreciate that. (laughs) So before we kind of get into the movie and all that, why don't you tell people about your podcast and where they can hear more of you? Sure. Uh, I host a movie podcast called Podstalgic. Uh, basically, I uh, take movies that we kind of grew up watching. I have a guest that comes on. Usually, they pick the movie, and, and we'll just kind of discuss, see if it still holds up. Uh, Mike was recently on uh, uh, The Princess Bride, and so that was a lot of fun. If anyone wants to check that out, it just um, celebrated its 30th anniversary, which is crazy to say. Um, and also, again, kind of on the movie theme, I also host uh, Original Remake with Mike, and we take a, uh original film and discuss and compare its remake. So recently we did It, and that seems to be doing very well, getting a lot of love for that. Um, so yeah, check those out, uh, at Paulstalgic on Twitter and at Original Remake. I like all the love I'm getting here. Promote me. I love guests who promote everything i do so peter this has I mean, been the best episode what's deadly you, you just been on the last two episodes of the things i do so i don't think it's a coincidence i think it's it's <laughs> it's a good idea let's keep that up all right that was good. <laughs> let me uh let me bring up uh another good idea maybe doing titanic this early on this is like us doing Ooh. i don't know gone with the wind it, it seems uh, very on the nose uh to do so but thankfully Kate Winslet has uh, got a new movie coming out. Um, we should be thankful for that and not James Cameron. Yeah, we're not going to yes. 
Although we will re-promote <laughs> this during the 17 Avatar sequels. We'll make sure to hashtag the hell out of this episode for years to come. Well, in, in a couple months here, we'll actually have the 20th anniversary of the movie's release. So you got that going for you, too. I, I feel like, have, have we stepped on Podstalgic's toes there? Because I know you've already, already did it. Oh, well, excuse us then. We're, we're Johnny come lately <laughs> to this. <laughs> but Peter, on that note, you, you know, I was saying, hey, let's get you on the show. And you actually said, hey, I'm a fan of Titanic. And that's a little bit different because I think film Twitter, actually even predating film Twitter, I remember it became quickly very uncool to mm-hmm. like Titanic, even though it was like, uh, I guess, what at the time only toppled by another James Cameron movie Avatar like the the greatest highest grossing film of all time uh, if you if you don't bring in Gone with the Wind and try to do the math thing like well in today's dollar all those dorks the Moneyball dorks we don't want to hear from them no nope. not uh, interested but you were enthusiastic to do so and uh, that that pleased me because we didn't have to bring someone on who's a hater for this so uh, just before we get into the structure of Titanic uh, why does this film still hold up for you why are you still a fan you know that's the one thing um, I have kind of encountered throughout my um, you know kind of young adulthood and I was wondering why people were so dismissive of this movie there's obviously a lot of um, people that do love the movie it's, it's very divisive that I have found I think what a lot of people do agree with that it's a very well-made film I think maybe the people that don't like it um, aren't maybe a big fan of Leo or maybe the um, the, the romantic story of it where the, these two people are both fictional. Uh, I was actually going to ask you two, like, what, what are your guys' general thoughts on, on this movie? Um, but having reviewed this just recently myself, I invited uh, Chrissy from So I Married a Movie Geek, who um, in the podcasting community, she's actually known to be a huge Titanic fan herself. She's actually she says she's the number one fan, and uh, she has seen the movie fourteen times in the movie theater. Uh, I God myself, love her. Mm-hmm, yes, uh, but I, I watched it like three times. My uh, the year it came out, you know, I, I was a big fan of it. I just enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, that very um, that same year in choir, we actually sang "My Heart Will Go On." And I mean, I, you I sir are the number one fan. Song. Did this person sing the song in choir? Yeah. And, well, I mean, it's not like I chose the song, but I, I think that had something to do with me, you know, liking the movie even more. Anytime I see uh, or watch the movie and and hear that song, it takes me back to my high school days. You know, a little bit more innocent times. I just want to warn our listeners that I'm now going to insist that Peter uh, sing a cappella that song for our closing <laughs> music. I'm not going to find the song. No pressure for uh, Patreon members. You know, uh, maybe it's got to be got to be worth it to you guys too. Uh, I don't want you to lose lose listeners because of that. That's a fair you know, point. The whole fair point. Of us. <laughs> but. I still know people till this day that will never watch the movie. I was trying to think if that's unfortunate. I think it's unfortunate just to say I will not watch Titanic because uh, it became this it became this big wave, this big sort of water cooler thing for a lot of people like to to talk about because I, it dominated the box office for what was it like twenty weeks? It was like number one, and yeah. admittedly, the opening of ninety eight was a really rough year. There was not a lot of competition out there, but that's something we will never see again. Like we will never see a film have that much sort of cultural impact where, for for months on end, that was the only film conversation. So I can certainly see the backlash to that, where you're just fucking sick of hearing about it. Because I have mm-hmm. that now with like superhero movies, Star Wars. I don't want to always be hearing about this like one thing, this one property. This film, it was interesting because I I did rewatch it when I was a teenager. 
uh, and I remember I sort of tested myself because I liked it in the theater, and then I watched it on VHS tape to to date. I guess all of us like at the time right, the, I did not have a DVD tapes. copy. Yeah, two tapes. Yeah, and uh, right. it was widescreen, thankfully, but it was on a you know very terrible small television. And <laughs> I I have to admit, even then as a teenager, I was saying like it still holds up. What works still works. It works better on a grand scale. Uh, but I was I was never a hater. So Dave, I did cheat a little bit, and I looked at your letterbox and saw that you gave this a fairly. High, I think you gave this like four stars. So I'm like, okay, so Dave's not going to come in as a hater Sounds on right. this. That sounds right. Um, that was probably without rewatching it. Like I haven't watched this movie in years. Um, I remember really liking it when it first came out, owned it on VHS, just like you. Uh, but I think a lot of it comes down for me. Uh, one liking to look at Kate Winslet. There's that, that really works for me. And, and the effects in this are pretty phenomenal. I think that's, and I like that the movie sets it up in the beginning in this interesting framing device of them finding the actual Titanic and having the little computer program of what it's going to look like. And then we get to see that all in action. And I don't know what James Cameron has done to make his movie stand up over time the way they have as far as effects go. But as I was watching this now, I was like, I've seen, I've definitely seen worse special effects this year. You know, and this movie is not a recent movie, so it's still pretty impressive just from an aesthetic point of view. I, I like that you stayed on point, starting with I like to look all at, aesthetics. <laughs> I like to look at Kate all Winslet in the ship. I like I'm right. <laughs> they're both very pretty. Um, if, if listeners Correct. are wondering at this point that we've gone a little bit off the beaten path because we normally get right to the meet cute, it takes a while in this fucking movie to even get to our meet cute. Like the characters are <laughs> Can hear Mike's anger in this fucking movie. Look, look, it takes look. me an hour to meet these people. <laughs> it is, you know, I have to admit that for this watch, I, I did not set aside the time to, to watch the film in one go. I did treat this more like a mini series. Like I remember stopping one night purposely. Cause I was like, Oh, this is, they're getting ready to hit the iceberg. This is like, the last part like this is you know what i mean this is the final chapter so i'll pick this up tomorrow and it'll be its own There's thing still an hour and 45 minutes yeah, left yeah exactly <laughs> um, it is interesting as i said the meet cute happens so late because i think that james cameron you know I, I don't believe the screenplay got nominated for for the oscar rightfully so because he, he paints with very broad brushstrokes here like you yeah. quickly pick up on the fact that kate winslet is playing uh, not necessarily a woman of means, but from a family that used to have means. Like she's used to running in the right circles. And at a certain point in the film, there's added pressure of her mother saying that that their father uh, has has put all their money in bad investments. They've lost everything. They've got to basically reclaim their status with this this horrible, horrible man who is, of course, Billy Zane. Yeah, you know, that's perfect casting. He can be horrible <laughs> all he wants. I know they, they tried to make him America's superhero <laughs> with the Phantom, and uh, that didn't take, Ooh, so back oh. to being a horrible douchebag. And he's great at it. Yep. He's very good here. Yep. Um, but it takes so long that by the point that Leo actually comes in the picture, I feel like uh, Cameron did overextend himself, because uh, as Peter kind of mentioned, you know, this was Leo, this is sort of the last youthful appearance of DiCaprio, not saying yeah. that he suddenly got so much older, but he clearly made a decision in his career that I'm going to take roles that Hollywood does not expect of me anymore. Like he, you know, when he came back with the beach, you know, he was playing, he was playing a prick. He was playing, he was not yep. playing a likable character here. He is very charming. Uh, you're rooting for him. You know, he wins his ticket, unfortunately on the Titanic and then proceeds to proclaim for like 10 minutes straight, how lucky he is. 
And he reiterates that even when the ship is going down, that this is like the best thing that ever happened to him was that he got a chance to meet the love of his life with Rose here. But it just takes so long. And I, that is one thing I think you can't hold against the film is that you, when the characters are together, you do have fun with them on the ship. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to spend so much time with Rose's mother, uh, her just being berated that, you know, there's no nuance here. We could, we could just go ahead and start having some fun no. with this. Uh, so I wanted to ask, and I'll, I'll start with, you know, I should, I'll just start with our guest because Dave's already saying no and yes. Everything I say, <laughs> clearly he's saying this takes too long. Peter, do you have any problem with it taking so long to get to our romantic couple in this film? I, I don't even feel that it takes too long. Um, perhaps that's, um, you know, like when I watch it, even for the review, I was still watching to enjoy it. I, I feel like maybe if uh, someone were to watch it to be a little bit more critical, it, it probably can take a long time. I feel uh, giving us time with Cal and her mother really establishes this really toxic relationship. And maybe it makes us feel a little bit better and roots for uh, Jack a little bit more. You know, when she does decide to kind of, um, you know, kind of choose him over Cal, I guess, in a sense. Here's what I thought you were about to say, because the only thing I have down for the meet cute in my notes, very short, just like the grand gesture, a little bit more for the breakup. The meet cute here is Rose contemplating suicide. James Cameron's version of the meet cute oh, is suicide. <laughs> <laughs> suicide or Leonardo DiCaprio. Not a ton of competition for Leo here. I mean, yeah. it's 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 a, it's train spotting. He's choosing life. I mean, it's just like, hey, give me a chance, and you're not dead, <laughs> and I'm not dead either. If you believe that he would also jump, sort of a mini grand gesture he's already throwing out there that he would sacrifice himself for a total stranger. Yet again, I don't know if this is totally necessary. I don't really have an issue with Rose contemplating suicide. I do have an issue with uh, Leo's character. <laughs> Dave, and Dave, you can speak to this more since this is more your bread and butter. He plays it off kind of jokey. He plays it off like, oh, well, if you're going to do it, I guess I got to jump in too. I, I don't know if that scene works. And maybe that's looking at it from more modern lens, like in 2017 as opposed to 1997. But I feel like this is a very delicate situation. And that could have backfired pretty badly. I, I don't know. What what did you make of that that particular meet cute where he's trying to literally talk her off the edge? See, I didn't have an issue with that because I think when someone is, you know, literally for her kind of at the end of her rope like that, sometimes that joking nature can be really disarming. And I think I think you need an actor as charming as Leonardo DiCaprio in that role, because that I think you're right in a way it could easily come off really kind of callous and heartless. Like, oh, you want to kill yourself? Let me crack some jokes and take off my, you know, take off my shirt. So I, I don't I don't ruin that. Take off that jacket. Um, but are you saying that like Louis C.K. could not do the same thing? <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, it's, it's an old, creepy, bald back man. To aesthetic. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. He can be I as fun as he wants. Someone. Yeah, that's right. But you need a Leo in that moment for sure. I think he's one of he's actually one of the few actors I think, especially at that age, who could pull this scene off. Like I, I think it's perfect casting. I think if you have almost anyone else at this time. Uh, in history, it's not going to work, and it's gonna it's gonna be really cold and a really odd scene. I think, but as far as like how long it takes them to get there, I think one of the problems is this gigantic introductory sequ- sequence. That's like you just thirty five minutes into the movie before we get to Titanic. Like this is like guys, <laughs> we all we all know that the Titanic is an important thing. We don't really need. 
35 minutes of underwater sequences and it just felt like Cameron showing off. Be like, look what I can do with these underwater cameras as opposed to like, this is actually necessary. Do you think, uh, Peter, that uh, Leo's youth really helps here? And I'm saying from the character's point of view, Jack, his youth, because I do, for the most part, I think all we've seen is older people sort of talking down to Rose, like, we know better. Yes, you may be sad and you may be miserable, but hey, that's becoming an adult. Like, basically, buck up. And finally, you have someone, and I think this is something that the rewatch actually helped. You're seeing Leo, like, he looks dramatically younger. I'm like, wow, that was a little mm-hmm. kid compared to now, like, Inception, Leo, or Departed. Like, it's it's something where, I don't know, it, maybe it would get me off the ledge, because it's like someone who's finally a peer, or maybe younger, who's, like, actually talking to her and, like, caring about her feelings at that moment yeah i think with him being young it you know and for being as kind of a free-loving spirited guy i guess you know from his times in paris i think she you know kind of looks at that and says hey this is somebody that um you know is about my age and you know he's living a life you know he seems to be pretty happy and i i think that you know though um his uh, attempt to save her seemed a little bit bold. I think, you know, I mean, it was kind of within character, but also they did, you know, kind of make a uh, eye contact earlier, you know, Small in, connection in the movie earlier on, just a little bit. Yeah. And so I think, you know, he can, he feels that okay, hey, you know, we did have a bit of a moment. Maybe she'll hear me out. And so um, I, I do uh, believe that believe that that would work but you know just no being somebody young i i think and that's the weird thing too because kate winslet i think she was like what 21 22 she she looks like late 20s in here i mean uh, it's just a science of the times i mean they they dress a lot kate more winslet looks old is that what you're saying no not at all <laughs> older than uh, the jack rose looks a lot older than jack actually i i, I totally get it because i thought so too it's like the way they are primping and prepping the rose character it's like she just she just looks like the life has been sucked out of her like the the dress yep. and the manners and i mean no offense to kathy bates but the fact that she's kathy bates is like the like funny sidekick to her it's like you need to hang out with some young people you need to hang out with people your age because you're you know you you, you haven't had a life yet and that's one thing that the film i didn't know how it would hold up but man the character of Jack, he really, you know, once she gets off that ledge, he's like, I'm going to show you a good time. I'm going to show you, you know, what is out there in the world, which I think Cameron actually handles really well, considering that they are stuck on a fucking ship. He shows her right. like a lot of opportunity out in the world in that small, small ish space, even though I hear it was a pretty big ship. Peter, you know, Peter, yeah. he's the one that read it in the history books. So I don't know. You can speak. That. Yeah. It was pretty big. I mean, right? again, yeah, the ship of dreams. Um, <laughs> The yeah, I, I do like him showing us all, all around because then later on when there's all this chaos and the ship is going down, we get to see you know um, all these parts of the ship again, and I think we can kind of visualize whereabouts things are happening. But also kind of to what you were saying about Rose needing to hang out with you know people more her age. I, I think the only other young lady that was her age was like a mistress of one of the counts or something. That's like an extremely old man that that has money. She knows you, you that a good that? time. That one hang out with. Yeah, her. It, didn't she make like uh, adult uh, like I don't know clothes or something. Some kind of I don't. Know, you have to ask Dave. He's the coastal elite. That's his. <laughs> that's his business in California, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was in the. It was in the scene where she brings Leo into the party, and she's kind of telling him the gossip right. about everyone. She makes like salacious clothing for the for the wealthy. There it is. Yes. That's the word. 
All right, I'm going to move us into the breakup. I didn't realize that would be my transition, talking about <laughs> sort of adult entertainment clothing or sexy bedtime wear for Kathy Bates and Lady company Kathy on Bates. the ship. <laughs> I'm glad I had the same thought, Peter. I, was like, oh, I saw that wow. movie. You too. It's pretty hot. <laughs> I mean, it completely immobilized Jack Nicholson. He was just. You think there's a gif of that? Of that you know what? You put it on your phone's history. You, you tell me. <laughs> You're the gift master. I thought you would know. So, anyway, my transition to the breakup here has nothing to do with Kathy Bates. Something serious has happened. Yes, it has. Indeed. Two things dear to me have disappeared this evening. Now that one is back, I have a pretty good idea where to find the other. Search him. Take your coat off, son. Now what? Come on. Cal, what are you doing? We're in the middle of an emergency. What's going on? Is this it? That's it. This is horseshit! Don't you believe it, Rose? Don't! He couldn't have. Of course he could. It's easy enough for a professional. Come on. But I was with him the whole time. This is absurd. Perhaps he did it while you're putting your clothes back on, dear. Real slick, Calrose. They put it in my pocket. Shut up. It isn't even your pocket, is it, son? Property of A.L. Ryerson. That was reported stolen today? I just borrowed it. I was going to return it. Oh, an honest thief. We have an honest thief here. You know I didn't do this, Rose. You know it. Don't you believe them, Rose? You know it. You know Come I didn't on, son, do let's it. Go. Rose, Come on, let's go. You know I didn't do it, Rose. Rose! Come on, there's a good lad. Come on, son, there's a good lad. Come on. You know I didn't do it. You know. <laughs> and I had to look this up. This is I don't know if I'll put this in the, the show or not, but me and Dave researching uh, what the the sort of wascally wabbit here of the valet <laughs> the, the and Dave gave me the name. He's actually credited as Spicer Lovejoy is Billy Zane's right hand man. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know if he's ever mentioned by name. <laughs> Lovejoy was mentioned. I don't remember the Spicer part. <laughs> Spicer, Spicer Lovejoy. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it sounds like James Cameron is also familiar with some of uh, the adult entertainment fair out in California. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But this guy is uh, he sets up young Leo. He frames him as nothing but a petty thief uh, by taking uh, the the heart of the ocean and uh, and putting it in his his pocket. Which there will be a little bit of a back and forth with, and it sets up a strange gunfight like battle at the end. Um, but uh, here it's just enough to make Kate Winslet uh, doubt Leo and feel that she may have been taken advantage of because. She's reminded she doesn't know a whole lot about Jack, and as Peter said, you know he's he's led a life of uh, very freewheeling, and basically has reiterated how penniless he is and how fine he is with that. That he just takes life as it comes. So you can understand, at least from my end, why she would doubt him in that moment. So Dave, do you does the breakup here work where you can understand why she would allow Leo to be led away in handcuffs uh, for you know before the ship? hits the fan i feel like it's a i feel like it's a oh jesus i feel i feel like it's a stretch i feel like yes she doesn't know jack that well but she knows her family well enough that it wouldn't be beyond them and this guy she has to marry to set him up like and you know and you mentioned that he's fine with being penniless and he seems pretty cool with it, like kind of no matter what happens. So the idea of him, you know, I, I love how you call stealing the most <laughs> the most expensive diamond in the world 
petty theft. <laughs> like, like he stole a, you know, like well, a nice necklace. Hey, no, hey, this is like he was not diamond. He was 12. not Danny Ocean here. I mean, she says, "Will you please put this back in the safe?" He was not some criminal mastermind. Okay. If he had done it, he'd, yeah, sure. Then puts it in his pocket. I mean, it was very easy. Yeah, so, I mean, I just felt like it was a stretch. Um, it works well enough. But it's it is there are a couple moments where I'm like, come on, Rose, you know better than this. Look, your your mother is awful. This guy you're marrying is terrible. Like, why? What reason would you really have to trust them, given what has happened, especially on the boat so far? So it was a little tough for me to handle. Well, the the reason I think that she doesn't she doesn't stand up for him or herself is I do think, you know, ultimately, when she explains to Jack, when she she comes back and finds him and says, you know, I know you didn't do it. He even asks, like, oh, how did you find out? And she's like, I just. I just always knew it. You know, she never really had any evidence otherwise. So in that moment, what sort of leg would she have to stand on as far as saying no? So you think it was more pressure than it was her actually believing Jack did it? I think it's a bit of both. There's there's enough doubt to where, you know, to, to defend him in that moment, you would have to have true belief and passion. If you have no evidence to the contrary that he's innocent. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't have a hundred percent passion there, which I don't think she does. You know, she's she is obviously stifled, and that's part of the setup from Spicer Lovejoy. That's how he operates. <laughs> Spicer Lovejoy, <laughs> good God! What about you, Peter? Do you buy the breakup here? Um, you know, I mean, I, I know she's got a little uh, some reservation there. I mean, wh- what else is there to steal, though? I mean, she's got this uh, nameless painter. You know, she's got like some of his work, right? What, was it Picasso? I, I guess I Picasso can't guy can't yeah, put that in his yeah, pocket. Exactly. Spicer Lovejoy. <laughs> There are limitations to his his witchcraft here. He can't fold up the frame, and it's not going to work that way. Yep. I mean, she did pay him for that painting too, uh, Jack. You know, to, for him to paint her as one of his French girls. So, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, it is for uh, hard for me uh, to buy it because, like, it's somebody's going to notice that necklace is gone. I mean, I, I would just be saying the same thing you guys had already mentioned. Um, she already knows her family and. Obviously, with Jack being lower class and them uh, never really accepting him. I mean, Molly Brown was the only person that was accepting of him because she was new money, right? And so, right. yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, and she already said as much. Like, I, I already, I kind of already knew. But, you know, for, uh, what's that phrase that Mike uses? Movie bullshit? Is that is that what the <laughs> problem? Sounds like yeah. a Mike yeah, phrase. That's yeah. all it is. It's just fabricated um <laughs> Uh, drama, you know that's that's all it is. But that's probably my greatest accomplishment, if I have any <laughs> movie podcasting, is being credited with movie bullshit <laughs> as the term. Movie yeah. bullshit and icky. Those are the two. Icky, mucky muck. Up. I like to use those. <laughs> Everything's pretty much shit related. You can just imagine. Icky is yeah. old. I remember icky from way back in the days. Don't take that yep. from me, Peter. No, I'm not. I'm not. I I, I feel like I remember like uh, binging some War Machine versus War Horse and. Uh, you know, tweeting out something about the word icky. It's part of the drinking or game. Or life choices. It's a big deal. <laughs> I'm trying to get people drunk. You know, they just check off that bingo when, I, when I'm on a movie podcast. I uh, here, Here's the last bingo for this show, The Grand Gesture. I'm struggling with this one, people. Because um, Jack dies, and he does sacrifice himself, sort of. Uh, I really hate that, the internet meme thing or whatever, where the people got on There's this piece of for more than one. Yeah, yeah. But they did. He does try that in the movie and it fucking sinks. Like, you know, it's that's no help. Right. So there's a weight issue here. <laughs> it's not just on a flat surface. Like, right. The internet's stupid. That's basically what I'm getting at. 
Um, I, I don't know if the grand gesture here, uh, at least the way it's set up, you can go with Jack. Cause I think there's multiple times that he does something like he leads her through, uh, the survival process of this. And maybe the mm-hmm. grand gesture, he knows that that's just sort of momentary. Cause they're not like in his head, he knows we're not going to survive, but he's just getting her through that and her last moments, presumably. Uh, but as far as actual grand gestures for me that I can identify, I would say that it's uh, Rose. Uh, she does save him. She she gets an axe, and she mm-hmm. she could face her doom. She she's told multiple times by people like you are going to the depths of the sinking ship to to save him, and she does that. Uh, and also, she has a chance to be on a boat, and she gets off because she does not mm-hmm. buy into the movie bullshit that Billy mm-hmm. Zane is spinning off. Doesn't just get off. And not like, only, not only that, but it's, edge. it's not, I love that. It's not just Billy Zane bullshitting her, but it's also Leo. It's Jack saying like, I'm going to catch the next one. And so in a normal movie, it, that's where it would kind of end. I think where it's just like mm-hmm. he sacrificed himself for her and she went on, but I love it. Yeah. She, as Dave said, she leaps off there. So that's what I settled down. So I don't know if Dave, if you've got a different grand gesture, here i hope it's better than what i wrote down dying question mark but yeah i'm gonna say rose jumping off or maybe wielding an axe take your pick i think it's for me i think it's the axe it's her because there are many moments where she could have given up on saving him and gotten on a boat and gone home because you know she you know the the women and children go first she has the (laughs) ultimate opportunity how simple you make it sound get on the boat and go (laughs) go home that's it yeah um, but she does not give up. Like in, I think some of it is how much she cares about him, how much she loves him. And some of it, I think it's guilt too, for believing her family over him in that moment and getting him put in this position. Um, and I like that there's a little bit of humor in that scene, like trying to figure out how exactly best to use the ax. I think all that stuff really works. And I, I think that he pays her back by guiding her through the ship and then eventually, you know, giving up his life. So she can survive. So I think he kind of repays that grand gesture, but I think the grand gesture is, is all her. Mm-hmm. Axe. <laughs> 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 what more do I have to say? Um, you guys definitely, you know, um, yeah, are, are better with words, but no, they, they, definitely the axe. You know, she, I think we just used more of them. Up. I liked yours. Yeah, axe. Peter's better <laughs> with words. <laughs> <laughs> better with words. <laughs> You need a condenser show? I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> but no, I agree with um, with Dave. You know, it, it is definitely the axe. Uh, there's, let me see, she punched the guy in the face because he kept on trying to pull her away from uh, finding where they would keep, you know, people that were apprehended. And um, you know what I you like know, about it, that moment, moment, Peter? I'm glad mm, you brought that up. Yeah. I, I, cause I initially did not like that she, and she just is like taking a moment. Like she's sort of like hyperventilating a little bit. She's, she's right. freaking out. I like that the men she encounters on this, on her attempts to reunite with Jack, trying to find him handcuffed in the sinking ship. She encounters men who are far more the damsels in distress here. I mean, not only Jack himself, <laughs> but it's these other grown ass adults who are freaking the fuck out. And it's like, they, they are unhinged. Nothing against them. The ship is going down. I don't know how yeah, it would be. It's valid. But for, for Rose to be the character here who is being groomed to be a more well-rounded person to, you know, she's kind of seen maybe initially as somewhat stuck up. And I think the film could become a little bit problematic if Jack's always telling her, like, this is how you operate in the world. Like, you don't, you know, you don't know the world yet. She 
she can really scrap for herself, like in moments of <laughs> tension. Woman. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, she, she handles her business. I had forgotten that. And that was one of the things that actually stood out. So I'm glad you, you brought that scene up her, you know, throwing some bows, punching some dudes. Doesn't she also yell at uh, one of the elevator operators as well? To to take her <laughs> poor, down, a poor lowly elevator operator in a sinking ship. <laughs> I wonder what that pay is. You mean Butterfingers <laughs> who can't hold on to keys? Oh right, together, man. <laughs> Dave, it's a stressful time. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it is. <laughs> hey, if she can handle it, he should be able to handle it too. Get it together. I, th- the, I think one thing with Rose that really works is that you know she's. It's the first time she's given an opportunity to make decisions. So the expectation is probably there that she will not make the correct one because she's, you know, nobody's been in this situation, but she's led a very privileged life and very sheltered life. And she knows this, but she, you know, rises to, to best really anyone here. And that's, that's something that I think it plays well with the character, what we see later on, as far as the life that she lived, this film actually, strangely, I think does a better job of the saving private Ryan, kind of idea the ending of that film as far as like you know that's mm-hmm. what tom hanks asks of matt damon in that film it's verbalized you know to to earn that life is is here with rose you know it's like she mm-hmm. she repays jack for that sacrifice with the life that she led it's a life that he probably would have led himself you know a life of adventure and i really i really did like that the, the one thing i could do without is I, I don't think i needed to see old rose laying asleep there i think we're fine with just a uh, a panning shot of all her pictures and then cutting to, you know, uh, her meeting him at the staircase. Are you fine with the uh, gesture of the heart of the ocean being plopped back in? I mean, come on. Bill Paxton has been searching for that for a really <laughs> long Bill time. Poor Bill Paxton. You are. I felt a little <laughs> rough for him there. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt a little bad for him. I think that's something I liked better as a teenager. And now I'm like, ah, oh, God, how many meals would that buy? How many, you know, college tuitions would that pay for for all these people yep. on the ship looking for this? And I understand the the kind of the gesture you're making, but Rose, pass it on. Give it to your granddaughter. My goodness. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe this is actually like not romantic, but I never liked that sequence. Even when I first saw it, I was like, what do you do? No. Like right. either it's the, the Indiana Jones thing of that belongs in a museum or it's like, give it to your family. Like this could, this could feed and house your family for the next thousand generations. And you're just going to, and now I guess Jack gets it. I guess that's the symbolism of this moment. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, well, he is, is a petty thief, you, you know, he's <laughs> petty. Yes. He stole it the first place. So it's rightfully his. It's it's rightfully you stole it first. <laughs> right. yeah, just give it to your family, you know. Donate it to charity, something. Give it to poor Bill Paxton. Anything other than throwing that in the ocean that has never worked for me. In a uh, alternate ending, he actually does get a chance to hold it before she tosses it. <laughs> <laughs> just just one moment, okay? And she still does her little. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I like that better than you singing My Heart Will Go On. We'll see. We've not got to that yet. Uh, Before we do, Peter, you want to tell people where they can find you singing uh, Celine Dion covers? Well, I mean, if they they want to (laughs) find me singing, you'd probably have to find my personal Instagram account. I do some karaoke there. But no, if you want to find podcasting-related stuff, again, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Paulstalgic or uh, Original Remake. Um, I think on... Instagram, we're not as active, but it's it's not easy trying to find two posters, put them together and post them. I mean, it's, I'm playing catch-up, but I'm, I'm trying. 
Um, you know, the I would admit that Instagram is a little hard for an audio format as far as how do I promote my shit <laughs> with a still yes. image here and make it interesting. Singing. Yeah. My heart will Singing. go on. That's how you do it. So, so I should add audio to each of the posters that, that mm-hmm. I post. Yeah, a quick on, little you know, 30-second song. Yeah, because you're not doing enough work. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, if you know, if you just go to Twitter and find at PodStyleJig, I have the links to all the other Twitter accounts and podcasts that I do host. Uh, we got five original remake, back to feature the animated series. If anyone's interested in that, and another one coming up in the future, allegedly it may be me or not me uh, hosting it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I like that you're aware of some show that may not be you. <laughs> that leads me to believe well, that it is allegedly, yes, it is you, Bond. Well, we don't know that because, I mean, <laughs> with the rules out there for, for my job, I'm not sure if such a thing should uh, is allowed to exist. So, cool. That Cozy just makes me want to listen used. to it more. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get an iTunes review that questions the merit of this show existing as well. So you're in good company. It'll probably be written by me. It'll be fine. <laughs> Sincerely, Dave. Why is Dave. this happening? XO, <laughs> <Yeah>. XO. <laughs> that was our not-so-subtle clue to you, dear listener, to leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Five stars only, please. And if you don't already subscribe, please do so. It's just a click. We're also on probably any other pod player of choice that you use if you're not an Apple sheep. And you can also go to followingfilms.com where you'll hear such podcasts as Original Remake, which I co-host with Peter, our guest on this episode, or Pop Culture Case Study, Dave's other show. As for our next episode, you could find out by following us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Grand Gesture Pod. But you know what? I trust you that you already do so. I'll go ahead and tell you. Peter hinted at it with his comment about Kathy Bates and a certain hot tub scene and about Schmidt. It'll be fun, I promise. This once in commuters, rips off his tie, hands it to a homeless man, sleeping in the corner of a metro bus, and he screams, I'm not going to work today, going to count the minutes that the trains run late, sit on the grass, building pyramids out of cocaine. Uh, I think they'll do it. There's some clips right, in. We'll go on. Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. Cut out, cut out some times where Dave questions me and validity of this petty thief. <laughs> Icer. Spicer Lovejoy. Spicer Lovejoy. Like he's stealing someone's car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, he did steal someone's car. car. <laughs> he fucked in someone's car, Dave. Yeah. You can't trust this guy. There's just jizz all over that, that ship. That makes, that makes me trust him more. Good for really? him. He marks his territory. That's <laughs> right. sweaty palm. Yeah.